Hello and welcome to Very Excellent Habits, the podcast that helps you create little habits for a big life. I'm Carly Jacobs, writer and mostly sensible habit maker. This week's episode inspiration comes from Carly and she called in with this question. Hi, I'm Carly, US listener. I'm just wondering how you hone your personal style. I feel like I have all these clothes, most of which I don't wear, and I feel like I look like a totally different person every day. Any tips on refining your personal style would be amazing. Thank you. Yeah. So personal style is really hard for a variety of reasons. Let's talk about bodies, your body. And I'm not talking about clothes being flattering. I really don't dig the concept of clothes being flattering. I think we should all wear whatever the hell we like, but flattery might be important to you and that's fine. What I mean is that there might be clothing styles that you really like that might not be available to you due to your size or the way your body is shaped. I know a lot of short women, for example, struggle with maxi dresses because they're often miles too long and they trip on them. And tall women struggle with mini dresses because they're way too short and you can see their bum, you know, that kind of thing. I don't believe that your size or shape should dictate in any way what you choose to wear. I'm just addressing the practicality of finding clothes that fit you well, which is a big challenge for a lot of people, but particularly people who aren't straight sized, fat people, disabled people, and people who aren't gender binary. The non-inclusiveness of the fashion industry is an ongoing issue and major pet hate of mine, but I won't go too far into that in this episode. This is just an acknowledgement that style can unfortunately be dictated by what is available to your body. And for a lot of us, the pickings can be quite slim. The climate that you live in might also be a factor. You could be obsessed with soft, flowy linen pants, but if you live in the snow, it's not going to cut it. You might love a particular style like rockabilly or athleisure, but when you try to wear clothes in that style, it might just not feel quite right. It's also totally okay to change your style. And in fact, I think you should. My style is totally different now to when I was in my 20s. The fundamentals are the same. I've always loved cool, monotone colors, clean lines, bold prints and chunky accessories, but I was much more into lacy kind of feminine vibes and that's not really my bag anymore. And that's cool. I'll almost certainly revisit that phase at some stage in my life. I fully feel like I'm really going to get into velvet when I'm 70. So, you know, watch this space. Style can get really confusing, especially seeing as social media bombards us with unrealistic beauty standards. So here's my opinion on how you can define your style. First of all, I want you to ask yourself, when was the last time you looked amazing and felt totally you? Maybe it was when you were a guest at a wedding and you got a lot of compliments. Maybe you just wore something really comfortable and you felt really good about yourself all day. Try to figure out what it was that made you feel great. Was it the fabric of the clothing, the print, the cut of what you were wearing, the color? Try to recreate that look and see if you can get the same feeling. And if you do, you've hit a winner. Also ask yourself, what do you feel most comfortable in? Jeans, dresses, pants. Do you prefer to look more masculine or feminine? Are you naturally more fancy or casual? Do you like to blend in or are you more comfortable when you stand out? Do you like to accessorize? You should write down the answer to all of these questions and have them in mind whenever you buy new clothing. In fact, I've put together a handy guide for Patreon supporters, and that will be available when the episode goes live. I also really like the concept of condensing your style into a very short sentence. So I have a friend who does this every season. Last winter, his style sentence was military librarian, and he wore chunky T-boots and cardigans with glasses. 
I have a general overlying theme. It's minimalist glam scandy. And that just stops me buying anything overly frilly or sparkly or bohemian. Last summer, my theme was Rosie River to Riviera, which was basically a lot of utilitarian jumpsuits paired with resort style headscarves, wedges and bangles. My mates and I spent a long time coming up with style sentences for our mates, and I thought it might be helpful to provide some examples if you're looking for inspiration for your own style sentence. So one of our mates is Copenhagen Johnny Depp, and he wears cigarette pants, futuristic looking shoes, a lot of black, well-cut white, black or navy t-shirts and kind of long scrappy hair. We also had cutie pie Courtney Love and she wears eyeliner, chunky boots, short skirts. She has tattoos and wears a lot of pastels. We have country Coco Chanel. One of my friends, she wears jodhpurs. So those are the riding pants that, you know, rich ladies wear. Pearl earrings, well-fitted jeans, knee-high boots and nude nail polish. We also have startup skater. One of our mates wears street shoes, slogan t-shirts, jeans, and hoodies. We've got futuristic Frenchie. This is a mate of mine who wears stripes, interesting shapes, lots of black and monochrome, avant-garde silhouettes, and bright purple lipstick. So my winter style, according to my friends, is Tilda Swinton Shetland. That's usually some kind of artistic looking sack style wool dress or jumpsuit with a giant scarf or wrap and ankle boots. I love this game because it's fun and it also helps you lean more into a style that you're already inhabiting. I encourage you to play this game with your friends. I've found it really fun and eye-opening. If you are really confused, you can align yourself with an era. So 50s was rockabilly, hourglass silhouettes, high-level grooming, pin-up style, greaser style, cinched in weights, circle skirts, pencil skirts, and ballet flats. The 60s is mini dresses, collots, structural hair, checked fabric, colored tights, pantsuits, shift dresses, knee-high boots, pixie cuts, art deco jewelry, and baby doll dresses. The 70s, we saw lots of crochet, granny dresses, maxi dresses, shift dresses, peasant blouses, bell bottoms, fringe, patches, embroidery, jumpsuits, denim, long vests, long natural hair, and minimal makeup. The 80s was very power dressing. So there was a lot of hip hop, punk, a lot of workout style. That's kind of where a lot of the athleisure and workout wear as everyday wear came in. Power silhouettes, power dressing, bold colors, sequins, ruffles, off the shoulder style tops and dresses, statement earrings and bold makeup. The 90s, we saw lots of slip dresses, spaghetti straps, sneakers, midriffs the whole grunge, goth, rock and Victorian styles, a lot of corsets, halter necks, those kerchief hems and combat pants with tiny tops was another look that we saw in the 90s. The noughties, we saw huge sunglasses, dead straight hair, big logos and brand labels, dressed up jeans, bejeweled everything, a lot of feathers, a lot of Y2K futuristic fashion, scene kid fashion, tattoos and piercings and body modification. 
Now that was just a very, very quick rundown of the fashion eras. And I know that each of these eras has some stuff that you might not consider fashionable, but the point is, is that there might be an era that you identify with that you can tweak. For example, you might love the classic crispness of the 1950s, but you might take the bold lipstick and the perfect hair and dress in a classic style rather than going for a full on poodle skirt. You might love bright colors and high-waisted pants, and that might align you with the 80s, but you don't have to go down the whole shoulder pads path. For instance, my era is the 70s, which sounds a bit bananas, but I promise it makes sense. So I don't do hippie or boho styles, but I wear a lot of jumpsuits and sack dresses, and I wear very minimal makeup. I also wear a lot of clogs and boots. So that's kind of my era that I identify with. I'm not into high-level grooming, so that takes the 50s out of it. I'm not particularly into power dressing. So that kind of takes the 80s out of it. The 70s just kind of aligns well with me. So I tend to keep that in mind a bit when I'm buying clothes. Another thing that you can do is to create a fashion inspiration board on Instagram and save anything cute that you see on Instagram there. So this one comes with a huge caveat only save photos from people who have similar body types to you. This just saves a world of disappointment. If you have a few style Instagrammers that you follow, you can unfollow and then follow them again immediately. And some suggestions will pop up that's similar to that Instagrammer. I have a board saved in my little save section that I pop any fashion inspo into. And it just really helps when, you know, winter's coming up and I have to figure out how to get myself dressed for winter. And I'm like, I don't know what winter styles do I like? I can go into my fashion inspiration board on Instagram and have a look at any winter style outfits that I have saved. Another thing I encourage you to do is to decide on a few things that really, really work for you. You might decide jeans are a staple, colorful dresses, smoky eyeliner, big hair, lots of silver jewelry, linen might be a favorite fabric or lace or denim. Choose three things to start with. And for the next six months, don't buy anything that aren't those three things. So my three things are jumpsuits, short sack style dresses, and headscarves. I feel very much myself when I wear those things. So I encourage you to find three things that you wear that make you feel very much like yourself. This is a good opportunity to come up with some style rules. I have quite a few clothing rules and I rarely break them, but if you're interested, here they are. I love cool, solid colors. They're my jam. I love black, navy, blue, and gray. Warm colors, red, orange, pink, browns, and yellows. They're not my thing. I will wear bright, large scale prints like Marameco or Oba style. There is a caveat there. I will wear red and orange and pink if it's part of a large scale print. I will also wear checks and stripes, but they must be neutral or monotone. To the best of my ability, I only wear natural fibers. I always regret buying things that aren't natural fibers. I don't wear pants. I wear dresses or jumpsuits. I accessorize with a set of silver jewelry or a set of dinosaur designs, resin jewelry. Yes. to headscarves, bangles, and statement earrings. No to frills, glitter, sequins. I won't wear anything overly bohemian and nothing too corporate. I also don't do purposefully distressed clothes, but I do love natural patina and visible mending. I don't do cleavage. That's not a judgment on anyone else. It's just my personal preference. I prefer to have higher necklines. I'm cool with sleeveless. And when I can get them one shouldered dresses look ace on me. I like clogs, flat forms, leather boots, and ballet flats. 
you will generally see me most of the time in a plain, solid, cool color dress or jumpsuit or a large scale, bright pattern dress or jumpsuit with clogs, a headscarf, hoop earrings, and some bangles. Add some boots and a huge hand knitted scarf or wrap thing for winter. And that's me to a T. I don't wear proper high heels anymore, but I wear high heeled clogs and I have two pairs of heels by a brand called Trippen. It's a German brand. And these two pairs of shoes are like works of art and I wear them often and I will keep them forever. I will never buy or wear another pair of stilettos ever again. Uh, I also don't do bags anymore. So I've got three beautiful clutch bags. I've got a wooden one that I absolutely love. Um, although <laughs> the side of it, when you open it the way it's designed, the side of it looks a little bit like a vagina, which isn't a problem, but it does come up quite a lot whenever I'm using it. Can someone please remind me to post a photo of my vagina bag? Because it is very funny. I also have another silver one that's made from ring pulls that uh, my partner bought for me over 15 years ago and a beautiful vintage beaded one that I got for my 20 first and I love and use them all. I used to have about 30, but I donated them because I never used them. I have an Ikea backpack if I need a day bag. Um, I will also post a photo of that bag on Instagram or something. I don't know. What's the best way to share photos of the stuff that I'm talking about on the podcast? If anyone has any ideas, please let me know. This Ikea backpack I have is kind of flat and green. And I use that nearly every day. I will use one of my three special clutches if I'm going out somewhere or no bag at all, if I'm just ducking out for coffee. So that seems like a lot. And yeah, I have these rules and I rarely break them, but sometimes I do. Here's an example of one of my fashion rules that I broke. I bought a blue jumpsuit last year that ticks two of my boxes. It's blue. It's a jumpsuit but it's in a soft, small scale, floral, botanical print, which isn't really very me. It's got kind of a cottagey feel to it, but I bought it anyway. And I really love it. And I wear it often. I just style it up to be a little bit more funky with a pair of platforms or some modern statement earrings. So sometimes you can break your rules and it works. And other times if you break your rules, it doesn't. Similarly, I bought a plain gray dress that I loved, but it had ruffles on the sleeves, which is against one of my rules. But I bought it anyway, thinking I wouldn't mind but I do mind. I haven't worn it. And so this has solidified my no ruffles rule. I really, really don't like myself in ruffles. So at this point, I want to ask you what words you would use to describe your style. Would you say that you're polished, classic, cool, elegant, modern, ladylike, playful, minimalist, bold, clean, colorful, simple, quirky. For this episode, I have created a style guide workbook that's available to Patreon members as a thank you for supporting the show. If you'd also like the workbook, just sign up to be a Patreon member at patreon.com forward slash very excellent habits. This activity is fully outlined in the workbook, but if you do just come up with a few descriptive words for your style, that can be hugely helpful whenever you go shopping. You just don't buy anything that doesn't fall under your style words. At this point, I would like to touch on the subject of cultural appropriation in fashion. It's a tricky thing to navigate, but I have a few thoughts. This won't apply to everyone, but I'm a bit of an artistic, flamboyanty dresser, so this has come up a bit for me. If it's something that's come to your attention, here are some ways that you can avoid cultural appropriation in the way you dress. It's really important to ask questions. So look at a brand that uses textiles, patterns, or styles 
from the item you're about to buy and ask yourself if the traditional owners of that style are involved and or benefit from the sale of those items. So on a personal level, I love bold, large scale prints, but instead of buying them when they're in fashion at a fast clothing store, I buy from a brand called Yivu, that is Y-E-V-U, which is a clothing brand that is responsible and sustainable and it's based in Ghana. So the problem isn't with wearing that style. It's about making sure that you're paying and supporting the right people. And as far as my research tells me, this is true of Indigenous Australian prints also. It's totally cool to wear them and buy them and love them. Just make sure that the right people are not only involved, but also in charge and being paid and that they consent to those styles being worn. It's also important to do your research for more specific items, find out what cultural significance that piece of clothing might have to people and in what context these items are traditionally worn. It's really not good enough to just think, oh, this is cool, so I'm going to do it. Uh, those are just a few few thoughts on cultural appropriation because that does seem to be coming up more and more. So if you want to dress in a respectful way, that might be something to consider. Also, if you're interested in learning more about sustainable and ethical fashion, there's a fantastic episode um, on my podcast with Claire Press. I absolutely adored that episode. There's just so many gems and such a great gentle approach to making positive clothing choices. On that note, I would love to leave you with this quote from Catelyn Moran. She says, everything a woman wears should be both comfortable and jolly. I absolutely adore this. It's such an inclusive way of looking at fashion. Your version of jolly could be giant combat pants and floral bucket hats. It could be ball gowns and gumboots, fascinators, long strings of pearls, crocs you've hand embroidered through the little holes. Everyone's version of jolly is different, but at the very least each day, ask yourself, do you feel comfortable and jolly? If both answers are yes, you have hit the style jackpot. That's it for this week. Thank you for listening to Very Excellent Habits, the podcast that helps you create little habits for a big life. I'm Carly Jacobs. You can find me on Instagram at Very Excellent Habits. You can also email me contact at carlyjacobs.com. You can also record a question for me to answer on the show at speakpipe.com forward slash very excellent habits. Also, if you love the show and you want the bonuses each week from the show this week, it's a little style guide for Patreon supporters. Consider becoming a Patreon supporter. You can do so at patreon.com forward slash very excellent habits. One more thing, please leave a rating and a review. It's the best way to help other people find the podcast until next time. Remember little habits, big life. Thank you.